the new year and I have somebody here with me today who's going to discuss a case that um, a lot of people probably aren't too familiar with that happened in the city. So, um, My name's Kimberly Smith. And Kimberly, why are you here today? To discuss about my daughter's murder that the cops just don't want to do anything with. They try to say it was suicide, but it can't be suicide. There's no gun there for it to be suicide. Uh, her name was Felicia Smith. She had two kids. She has uh, the father of the kids was Joseph Ortiz Martinez. Um, the father was babysitting the kids for the, the the baby Elliot had got hurt. He had a broken ribs, a hematoma in his head, he had a fractured arm. So they was in the Hershey Medical Center. So I brought the baby home from the hospital they weren't allowed to have contact with the baby. So they charged the father with it. He was in jail. And then my daughter, she was with the kids, and she had an incident with an old boyfriend and his girlfriend, and she was in jail for a quick second. So she came home. The kids were in foster care for a minute. And then she was living with me. She was in the process of getting her kids back. She got the keys to her new apartment that day. She was working, everything was going her way. That morning she told me she was gonna die. And I told mommy, don't think like that because today's a good day. You, can, you know, you get the keys to your new apartment, you're getting your kids back, you're working, everything's going your way. It was like 1, 1.30, she was walking out my door and I heard her tell somebody on the phone, you put yourself in that predicament, that's not my problem. My mother had passed away February 13th, 2011, so she would go spend the evening with my father, which was at 410 South George Street, where she was murdered at in the bathroom. So she left about 10:21. My phone rang because she used to call me, tell me, "Mommy, I'm on my way up the street." You know, open the door. So I'm thinking it's her calling me. It's my father calling me, telling me, "You need to come down. Something's wrong, with Felicia. I can't wake her up." I said, "Okay, give me a minute." He already called the, the cops. So I get dressed, I go down there. I don't know, something just told me to go straight to the bathroom. So when I get to the bathroom, she's sitting on the toilet, her hoodie's up on, she still has her coat on, her hoodie's up, and her head's resting on the toilet paper holder right there. So I'm trying to wake her up, nothing. So I called the ambulance and the, uh, for them to come, because they weren't there yet. So. I'm trying to wake up. She didn't wake up. I seen a Bible there, but I didn't pay it no mind. You know, the little Bible you could get from Bible Baptist, the little blue one. So finally the cops came. They made me get out the bathroom. So I tell them, is she breathing? And they tell me no. So I lost it. So I called my son, which lives in Hartford, Connecticut. I tell him, yo, puppy, your your something happened to your sister. She's not breathing. So... I'm there. I go check on my dad, and he's all upset because he sits in the bedroom with the door shut because she had used the car to go grocery shopping for her new apartment. Mm -hmm. So th my dad tells me, you know, I, 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 I thought I heard her throw the key on the table, so I waited a while. She didn't knock on the door, so he said he finally got up and went to the bathroom to get ready to go to bed, but he looked out front, and the car was parked on the left-hand side, which he always used on the right-hand side of 410 South George Street, so he felt that kind of odd. Because I used to tell her, I don't care if happy sleeping, wake him up, let him know 
you're going to come back. So the cops take me and my father to the police station. They give me and my father a lie detector test. I'm like, why? We didn't kill my daughter. I understand my father because he was in the house, right. but I wasn't in the house. So anyway, we do we passed. But she was riding around with this guy named Macho. They didn't give him a lie detector test, which I didn't understand. You gave me and my father one, but you didn't give him one. So she was shot in the head. I remember her. She had her black sneakers on. She had my jeans on, her coat. I couldn't remember what shirt she had on. Because she had this t-shirt with her kid's name on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking all through my house for this shirt, not knowing she had that shirt on the night she got killed. So inspector them were trying to tell me it was suicide. I said, well, you ain't, there's no gun there. You didn't even get a bullet. She was fighting whoever the person was because if you didn't know where my mom and dad's bathroom was, you wouldn't know because you come in at the living room, you got to walk through this hallway. Then if you bear to the right, it's my dad's bedroom. If you bear to the left, it's the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So you got to go through the kitchen, bear to the left, and bear to the right. And the bathroom's like in the back of the apartment. That's a two-story house or one-story? Yeah, it was a first-story apartment. First-story apartment, okay. Yeah. So I tell the coroner, I say, well, you better not put on the death certificate with suicide because she wouldn't have killed herself. She had three kids to live for. Right. And that was her life with her three kids. So to this day, they haven't done nothing more about it. They just keep telling me, you know, that it was suicide. I said, it can't be suicide because you didn't get no gun or you didn't get no bullet. I know she was shot on the right hand side. She was fighting whoever the person was because when you come in the door, like right here where the switch is, there was a hole, like the blood of the gun hit it. Mm -hmm. And that's about all that they got out of that bathroom. And then me and my boyfriend, we had to clean that because the cops don't clean that. And he almost had a heart attack on me because I cleaned most of it, but he wouldn't let me clean the worst of it and stuff. And then, but in the Bible, there was a note, and I didn't look in the Bible. I just, it didn't even really, I seen it, but I didn't play my mind to it. Mm -hmm. But in there was a letter saying, God, please forgive me what I put my kids through. On the bottom, she drew a gun that says bang, bang on it. It's like, but this boy Macho that she was riding with, riding around, he said that she was saying she was going to show whoever, whoever was boss. And they were smoking. And that was the last I heard about Macho. But I know she was talking to this, uh, he used to be a cop in um, Central Booking. I forgot his name. And then he got fired because he was having contact with her. I met him one time, she brought him to my house, they went to a Bible college down in Lancaster, and then I didn't hear no more about him, but the cops to this day still haven't done nothing about my daughter's murder. So, we'll go back for a second to uh, where, where she was found at. So, in the bathroom position there, she was in the bathroom, they just popped her in. You know, they just sat her on there. The they just sat her on the toilet. She was sitting like this, like the toilet paper holder's right here beside the toilet. So they had her hoodie up, and they had her head rested on the toilet paper holder. So at the time, uh, it seemed like there was really no investigation or anything. Did you take any pictures or anything of the apartment to show, like, if there was anything moved or the, the markings and everything that you No, 
At that time, my head wasn't, right. you know, even thinking about that right now. But then right after, not too long after that, my father was there. Then the, we moved him down to my father, my brother's house because he was having trouble with drugs in there. But mysteriously, the apartment caught on fire. And then, you know, we moved him out of there altogether and stuff like that. Now they they remodeled the apartment now. But anything that would have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, with these people, I guess you say you're running around with, um, in this note. So let's talk about that. So, if, did you see the note yourself? I see the note. The cops showed me the note. I mean, it was her handwriting and stuff. But she was seeing this guy named Sean B. His name is Sean Griffin, but we call him Sean B. So it was like maybe a month after she passed away. I found this journal. In, in her in the room she was staying in like he was like mind controlling her and like telling her this is how you raise your kids this is how you do this this is how you do that which I gave to the cops mm-hmm. but they didn't do nothing with it and me and my father when I drive my father's car we're, I never have to move the seat or nothing but they wouldn't let us touch the car that night the cops mm-hmm. so when I finally did get to the car the, uh, the seat was pushed the whole way back because he's a real tall guy. And the radio station, my dad listens to country. I listen to hard R&B. But I always put it back on country. But this station was uh, jazz. He listens to music like that. Mm-hmm. We don't listen to music like that. And that's why I tried to tell Spence. I said, well, did you question Sean B? Because it seemed more for funny. The car, the seat was pushed the whole way back and the radio station was on jazz, and me and my father are really the only two that drive the car other than my daughter, Felicia. Mm-hmm. She only drove it, you know, that little bit of time, but Danny, just me and my dad drive this car. And stuff, and they said no, they didn't check the car, or nothing like that, and stuff, but it's, it's, it's just, it's just so crazy that, that these cops don't want to do anything more about it. You know, and I try to talk to Jeff Spence about it because he was the one who was in charge of it. Like I told him, you know my kids since they've been little. Mm-hmm. You know me, my daughter wasn't a person to hang in the street and run like that. Everything was her kids. And it just drives me crazy that they don't want to investigate no more. I know there was another guy that she was talking to. I know he was in a wheelchair, but I can't remember his name. She met him one day by the church on Queen Street, and he used to help her out a little bit, but I, I forgot his name. She was kind of private, my daughter. She didn't like to share her her, her problems with us mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I tried to talk to her, but she used to shut down on me and stuff like that. But then the kid's father was still in jail, but he gets home from jail. At this time, we got the kids, me and my daughter Larissa. But he tells my daughter Larissa, oh, well, she was only supposed to go get whatever she was going to get and leave, but she took too long. Well, how would you know all that? Mm-hmm. Come to find out Macho's related to the father of her kids. And then I'm, I'm hearing that he, the family gave him a gun or something like that with a gun that night. So I don't know if that part is true or not like that. I know what I know. I just know that the cops just don't want to finish investigating my daughter's murder. They didn't put it in the paper. 
I mean, I don't have that my other daughter does. It, a newspaper lady did come and interview me and my daughter and her sister, Beth. When my daughter lives on Penn Street, but I don't have that article. My daughter Rissa has it. The only thing, like I said so far, it was in the paper was her obituary when we had her funeral. But the cops, they just don't bother doing anything else more about it. I just don't know how to go about how to get answers or to get help to to solve her murder. Well, actually, we, I mean, not to say this is gonna help or lead to anything, but I think getting the story out there definitely helps a little bit. Um, just put you know, more light, maybe something that's going ignored for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in your honest opinion, like, what do you think happened? Somebody killed my daughter. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know why and I don't know who. I mean, I have my suspicion, but... So you talked about the people she was involved with as far as um, people were making threats and things like that to get to this point. Um, who had access to the Really, that night it would have been her, because my dad, like I said, my dad always sat in the bedroom. Like my mom passed away February the 13th, 2011. She got killed December the 7th, 2011. So she would go spend the evening with my dad. I mean, I had keys to the house, but I was at my house. I live on Duke Street, so I'm only a block away. And so that night it would have been just her and my dad, because my brother James was staying there, but he was in jail at that time. So she's the only, whoever she was with that night would have had access. But like I told the cop, it had to be somebody that knows, knows the apartment and had to know that my dad always sits in the bedroom with the door shut and watches TV because nobody else really went there but just me and really just me at that time because my, my brother lives in Redline, my other brother that was staying with him was in jail. And my sister Kathy lives in the West End, so really only one was going in and out the house at that time would be me and my daughter Felicia. So I don't, I don't believe um, that Jeff Spence is there any longer. No, I heard he's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, have you been in contact with anybody else? Anybody no, else? I was trying to. Really, the, com- the reason I put that on there because I really want. Yeah, talk so to let's you. talk about that real quick. Like how we got here. Um, so you made a, like, a comment on a post. Yeah, I was really trying to talk to the new chief of police. Yeah, and I, I saw that, and long story short, we ended up realizing, like, you know, how far we went back. And yeah. <laughs> so it was a small world. York's not that big. No. And so I, did, I reached out, and I said, you know, just give it a chance to talk about this and see, and then fig- figure out, you know, kind of where you can go from here. So you made that comment. Um, did you get anything back from anyone? No, just you. So what would you like to see done? I would like the cops to try to open her case back up. It's not closed. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you next. Yeah, it's not closed, but I know of it's not closed because they never gave me none of her property back or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, last time I talked to Spence, he told me that you know, they think it's suicide, and I got told him there's no way it could be suicide because if it was suicide, the gun would be there. And she would have, you would have a bullet. You didn't get none of that. You know, I, I couldn't even view my daughter. I had to cremate her because all this was going because she was shot in her head. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I told him, she was fighting whoever the person was that night because the hole, the, the hole that was in the wall, and the door, bathroom door was off the hinge a little bit, 
And my father said he just fixed her not too long ago. So I know she was fighting whoever the person was that night. So did they give you anything else, like from like an autopsy report or anything like that to show you like any of like defensive wounds or anything like that other than? No, I mean I got the autopsy. I should have run it with me. I had the the death certificate and stuff like that, but they just put gunshot wounds to the head, and she had gun residue on her hand. So I know she was fighting whoever the person was. And like I told her, she's right-handed, but you found the gun residue on the left hand. Mm -hmm. She was shot on the right-hand side, so how would she shoot herself with the left hand right. side? And stuff. It's just, it drives me crazy. The fact that as a mother, when your child tells you they're going to die, you, you never think that to come through. And knowing by 10:21 that night, my baby was gone. And it would drive me crazy. And I asked myself, why didn't I ask her more questions? Why did she, why did she feel that way? Wh what was going on? But I didn't, you know, as a mother, you could say that, yeah. you know, and you never thought that would come true. So when you, did you ask them any questions about that? Like what, the gun residue being on her left hand? Or like, did they give you any straight answers as to why that was? No. No. And like I talked to the coroner and he just told me all he could put on there was gunshot wound to the head. Mm -hmm. You know, because I told him, don't put, don't put it on as suicide because it wasn't suicide. And stuff, so he just put gunshot wound to the head. And I called Spence a couple times and he just told me, you know, that the case is still open, there's nothing more. And they let it go like that. Yeah. And like I told him, well, why didn't you get macho a lie detector test that night? You gave me and my father one. I wasn't in the apartment. I understand my father because he was in the apartment, but my father would never do nothing like that, mm -hmm. you know? And the neighbors, I don't know how true it is. They said the neighbors on the left-hand side, on the right-hand side of my father know who did it, but they ain't talking. I don't know if they still live there no more. I don't know if the cops questioned them or not. This is what I'm hearing and stuff. It's like... So the address um, to the place again? My father, 410 South Shore Street. First floor, apartment one. And they never took you guys back out? Like never went through? You never witnessed the cops like talking to any of the neighbors or anybody else in the neighborhood when the, when the crime happened? Nope. Nope. They came in, they made me get out the bathroom, and they took me and my father down to the police station. Well, I did call my boyfriend, George, to come down, and he was with us. So we, they took us to the police station, and they gave us a lie detector test, and we go past and stuff like that, and that's pretty, pretty much the last time I talked to anybody about my daughter's mother other than me calling Spence. So, that's kind of a question to ask here. Um, so with the follow-up and everything I said now, with what, with what we're trying to do, the, there's obviously a new administration or anything there, I think, uh, with what happened, there should be enough there to I would like, I guess, if you can bring me whatever else you have, you know, we can kind of put that together. 
I really don't got much, like I said, other than the paper article that the newspaper lady came out. Maybe, I think it's maybe a month, a month after or two months after they came to my daughter's house and they interviewed me and my daughters. And that was the YDR? Uh, I think it was your, your dispatch. I thought I had that, but I, I looked through the paper that I got at home, but I didn't. didn't. Like I said, as far as paper, only thing was on the internet in the paper was, you know, the funeral thing, that was about it. I would just like to cop to investigate, you know, the people that are on the on the records in her file that they have names for. Like to investigate them, to ask them more questions, to give mainly Macho and Sean B to give them a lie detector test because I don't know if this it just Macho was with my daughter right before she got killed. They were riding around together. Why wouldn't you give him a lie detector test? But you gave me and my father one. And never Sean B. Or no. Yeah. And Sean B., you never really, I don't think they really asked Sean B. questions. And there was another guy she used to talk to. His name was Teddy Green. He used to come and they used to sit out front of my house for hours. And and she'd be singing. I could hear her singing in the house and stuff like that. And I ran into him a couple months afterwards of my daughter Larissa and Bob. They're coaches for Little League, South York Little League. I ran into Teddy and I said to Teddy, I said, well, if you care so much for my daughter, why didn't you go to my daughter's union? He couldn't answer me. He just walked away from me. Like, why? Why would you walk away from me? Why couldn't you give me an answer? And my daughter used to talk to him all the time. Every day he used to come by. I know she did tell me he was upset because she didn't want to, she didn't want a relationship with him. She just wanted a friendship. But he wanted more and she didn't. So I know he was upset about that, but it's, he's another one. Why, why wouldn't you come to my daughter's funeral and why would you walk away from me? But I don't know where Teddy Green lives. I just know his name is Teddy Green. And like I said, she used to talk to the to the guy in Central Booking. I forgot his name, but he got fired because he was having contact with my daughter, Felicia. And uh, my friend Liz, she does tarot readings. So, like, right before Christmas, I was at her house, and I asked her to do me a tarot reading from my daughter. And in some words, the tarot reading card was telling me that my daughter was telling me to leave it go, that I might not never get answers. As a mother, I can't let it go. It drives me crazy. You know, my son, actually I thought I buried my son before my daughter because he's been stabbed, he's been in car accidents, he's been shot at, he fell off a second floor balcony. He's been through so much up there in Connecticut and stuff like that, but never, 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 never did I thought I'd have to bury one of my daughters. Why didn't bury her? I cremated her. I have her at my house. Mm-hmm. And if my father passed away, I'm going to bury her and my mother with my dad because he cremated my mom. But it just drives me crazy that these cops 
just didn't care. She was just another statistic to them. And to me, she's my daughter. She's everything to me. And uh, she deserves justice for what happened to her because she didn't deserve that. 